Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Lemon Price, who owns Pricelessly Imperfect, a marketing agency for service-based business owners. And they work intimately with companies for about six months and train their team for sustainable growth. And her partner focuses on the sales while Lemon handles all of the strategies. And right now, oh my gosh, Lemon, you're in this massive new business transition. So, ah, oh, welcome to the show and tell us all about it. Oh my gosh, Mark, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a little scary. So I had um, I had the agency for a long time. You know, I had like 13, 14 people working for me and it got to a place where I hit burnout like really bad. Mm. So um there was a point I actually took a client call on my way to the operating room. Like my phone had to be handed off to my surgeon because my team had dropped the ball on something. And so I'm having conversations on my way to the OR. And my mm-hmm. husband was kind of like, we're done with this. <laughs> like you, you can't function like this. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I walked away from my agency and I was like, but I still have, I still have the skill set. So what do I, what do I do with it now? So I took a little hiatus and I, I sat mm-hmm. and I contemplated, found my business partner um, through mutual friends. And he was like, Hey, I love sales. You love marketing. So let's try to do this. But we, he's done very well too. He's done, you know, the 10 figure business. I've done that. And we were like, I don't want to do that. I've been there and I don't want to do that. So now we're like at a small scale land. We're like, we just want like five clients and we'll be happy and live our life that way. Yeah. So hold on, let's, let's, let's sort of backtrack there because we all hear these dramatic stories about you're taking calls you know, as you're giving birth, doing it on the way to surgery. There are these these sort of dramatic pinnacle moments, and it's it's good storytelling, and it's it is a massive pivotal moment. However, I, I'm more interested in what the hell happened to get to that point. You had a team of thirteen, right? You built yeah. this business. What happened that you were still the pivotal? the one that can solve these problems. How did that happen? What lovingly, what did you do wrong? What, what didn't you do in hindsight? Cause hindsight now it must be easy to look back, but it's, it's interesting to break these things down with fuck the guilt, forget all this, the worries. It's like, okay, let's break it down. What did happen? How did you get to that point? Yeah. It was, I think, a series of like bad decisions or like naive decisions, right? So I started my business when I was only like 26, 27 years old because I had peaked corporately. I was 26 years old in the C-suite and I was like, I've peaked now. So I started my own agency Mm. and I was doing everything by myself and it was great. It was functioning for years and I took on a business partner. Mm. And I, you know, when we first met, um, I actually took her on as a freelance client of mine. And then... 
it was like, we need to, we should partner together because your skill set complements my skill set. And so we built this thing together. But it, at some point, it, the partnership sort of didn't function like a partnership anymore. And so I, I sort of became kicked out of like hiring decisions or like the hiring decisions would come, but the budget was so low that the people weren't that great. Yeah. And, um, you know, finances were a whole hot mess, right? Cause I wasn't in charge of those. It's not, I mean, I love math, but don't hold ask on, me to balance your books. Yeah. I want to pause you there. This is, this is super interesting. The two examples you gave me with the budget was a hot mess. The hiring was a hot mess. And you just said from both instances, because I wasn't involved. Yeah. So, there's something interesting in the way this is building because we know what happened because you were involved in everything. And right now you said, the problem is because I wasn't involved. Ah, what if that wasn't true? So, yeah. sorry, I, I need to jump in there because that's super interesting to hold that space for. Anyone who's saying that right now, it's not going well because I'm not involved. What if that was bullshit? What if that wasn't the case? What's truly going on that you are, you are absolutely needed to be a pivotal part of this? That's not the way to build. Nope. <laughs> no. No, so I'm telling you things that you already know, but it's no. I love breaking this stuff down. Yeah, it did. It got and it's so weird because we were doing well. I was making probably the most money I've ever made. The business was making the most money it's ever made outside of corporate America. Yeah. We were we took a company trip, you know, for just like the four of us who were involved in everything. And it was like after that trip, things all went downhill. And it was very interesting because the trip was great. We had a great time. Mm. Um, but I know like things were happening in my partner's personal life that were really scary, right? Mm. There were things happening in my personal life that started to get a little scary. And so we sort of like retreated back to our corners, yeah. you know, and did the things that we knew we were good at. And all of the business stuff just sort of floundered. Mm. So what's the what's the lesson that you can give from from this experience that's it might be hard to say. It's easy to see it now. I know in the, in the moment, oh my gosh, it's so tough. Yeah. What would that be? Yeah, really it's I I feel like I just needed a better business foundation, right? And to really learn to stand up for myself too, because that yeah. was something I hadn't done either at all. Okay. Where were you focusing? Were you were you too busy looking at what what you were building or the excitement of this, this new project or where, where we, where we blinkered. Yeah, I think so, because I handled all of the marketing strategy and execution and things for people, I was constantly putting out fires or meeting with clients and all those things. So my, and I wasn't even filling my own calendar, right? My partner was, or the people I was working for would, right. Or all of our clients had access to my calendar. And so, yeah, you know, I'd be in meetings from like 7 a.m. to like 7, 8 o'clock at night um, because this client's launching. And, and I think we took on too many clients too at one time mm. for the infrastructure that we had. It wasn't solid enough. And so people were being hired as new projects were coming on and there wasn't yeah. this time to to really support them and get them up to speed either. And so I was never replacing myself yeah. ever in the business. Mm. So when you grew to a team of 13, where did the, if you're not replacing yourself, where did these hires, were they new positions? Was it expansion for expansion's sake rather than, no, this works, this is happening, replicate myself and step away and then replicate myself again? Was was then maybe 
you thought it was a strategy, but there wasn't. How did that happen? Yeah. So it was very much like a, this client needs, you know, or we've got three clients, they all sort of need, they need a copywriter, right? So it was fine when it was one or two, but now I can't do all of the clients who need help with copywriting, mm. right? So we just brought somebody in who could only do that. But then the quality wasn't that great, right? Because the pay didn't meet my expectations. And so here I am either mass editing for a copious amount of time, mm. or I'm just doing it myself. Yeah. And so all these people that we sort of brought on, right? So people were being hired and they were being fired. And it was, you know, we had clients who couldn't, or contractors and people who work for us who couldn't go straight to client, which I think was the big issue too. Because when I took this on originally, like all of my work went straight to client and it couldn't anymore. So we, I, I sort of bottlenecked myself here. Okay. Is it, did you, was it gradual? Or did you just like overnight the shift? What was it? What was it like in the moment? I feel like, yeah, Q1 was like, okay. We were like kind of treading in Q1 and then Q2 hit and it was like all help sort of broke loose. Um, and I think, and I feel like I can pinpoint it. So in the beginning of March, my partner had surgery. I had mine two weeks later. And so while she was recovering, I was going in. And so the two client facing people mm. in the company were now under. Right. So you, you were a business, you had a team. However, in reality, it was still the job for you. There was yeah. no, there was no flexibility. There was no plan B. There was no crumbs. There was no support for you no. professionally. Nope. All right. We were like building the plane while we were flying it. And it crashed and burned. But isn't that what you're told to do? Yep. That's what Build people the parachute way down. Build the landing gear as you're landing. It's like, yeah, that, that goes so far. However, understanding the, at what cost? Understanding yeah. the, the human impact. And again, right now, we've, we've spoken so much about the business, about the tasks, about the jobs, about the responsibilities. We only sort of touched upon you and what you were going through. So let's, Let's enter that phase with as we go more towards what's happening today, because you you've come with all this experience with with you've been burnt. It's like a bad relationship. You don't get into a new relationship because the last person did dirty on you, and it's like yeah. oh my gosh, I can't do this. I've lost my trust. I've lost my faith. And so we overcorrect typically. Yeah. So let's talk about that from where you are right now. What's What's it like with your current business, with what you're trying to build now? Maybe where are you making this harder for yourself? Because from look at the experience that you did have and look at what you're trying so hard. I, I want to avoid this. I don't want that again. Yeah. Yeah. So I took a full year off. I didn't take a single marketing client for an entire year because I felt so burnt. And mm. I was like, I just, you know, after I processed it, I'm like, when I literally met with a client in the operating room and my surgeon had to take my cell phone. Like mm. we, we need to fix. And so I didn't, I didn't take a single client for an entire year. Yeah. And then, you know, I met, I met the partner that I have now. And I feel like I was very clear. I'm like, I cannot work more than X amount of hours. I don't want to work Fridays. This is, this is how I envision this looking. And if that's not your vision, this doesn't work. And he was like, great. That's my vision too. I'm like, beautiful. Right. <laughs> like, thank God, because there's no way I could go back to doing what I want to yeah. do. And he's like, 
it's interesting. He's like, I feel like people who have never hit seven and eight figures, when they talk about it, they have no idea this, how much you have to scale and what goes into that. He's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm like, great, me neither. And so now it's it's really interesting because I'm trying to, I know all the things that clients need and I know the support mm. that they need, but now I'm trying to do it myself because I don't want to have to hire anybody. I don't want to manage that sort of thing. And we've set better expectations with clients too. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm going away for a week in October. And so my clients know I will not be reachable. You know, a lack of preparedness on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Um, and so that's something I've had to really get better about too is setting boundaries because I didn't set boundaries before. Yeah. And it probably came from a good place, right? It probably came from a place of service that I, I, oh, I love helping. I want to help. They, oh my gosh, they need me. Mm-hmm. Was that sort of driving decisions and, and and those actions for you? I think it was that and also like a scarcity thing, right? Because now here I am responsible for all of these people getting paid on the first of every month. Mm-hmm. And if this client becomes unhappy and they pull, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars from my checking account, are we okay? And so I was jumping through hoops for clients that were completely unappreciative, um, and it was, it was, my family was so frustrated that we would be, I mean, in the middle of dinner, I'd be hosting people and my phone would be blowing up from a client who forgot what we talked about on Monday and it's now Wednesday. And now suddenly they have an emergency. Yeah. And so they mm. were very frustrated. And so well, we, see people around you, I guess, I guess that frustration leads into, again, from them, it comes from a great, great place. Yeah. Doesn't help you in a moment, does it? No. So, so what do you want? What do you, I know what you don't want. We know what you're trying to avoid. We can see where you're maybe, maybe overcorrecting because there's been, you've been burnt. So you're working your way through that. But let's turn to what, what do you actually want? Where are you? What would work for you? In, in our dream world, I'm like five, maybe 10 clients. I could max at 10. Mm. and just serving them. But really where I'm at, I'm like, I don't want to have to hire the team anymore. I'd like to hire your team and manage your team for you and get them up to speed. So I'm replaceable, which I feel like is a weird thing to say as a business owner. I'm like, I want to be replaceable. I don't want you to need me forever. I want you, I want you to go and spread your wings and blossom kind of on your own. Take the foundation that I've given you and go into. I don't want to be needed oh, so you forever. Mean everything that you didn't have with your previous business. Yes. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite. <laughs> I love this. It's the lessons that we learn. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I if only you could have had this service when you were building to yeah. let, let's come in, let's train, build, and like, and then you're good. Sustainable. Yeah. It's working. It's a beautiful ecosystem. Yep. So what do that's you, what I want. <laughs> What do, you, what do you need personally to be able to to get to that place? Because I mean, we were joking away offline before you jumped on about, oh my word, this transition, this next level is completely different. You need to be a different person. So where are you? Where are you putting the, this, this jigsaw together? Where are you trying to work out who am I, how to do this, what do I want to do, and still manage a partner, clients, marketing, sales, all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's been about really just putting like really good systems in place um, and really learning to be firm with the boundaries. Like, I think that's where I struggle the most. I'm such a people pleaser and I want to serve people so bad. And so 
I have to, I literally have my best friend text me every day to make sure that I stop work at a certain point when I say I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because I, I will overwork myself and all those things. And so, yeah, I have, I literally have to put checks and balances from people who are not in business because they're like, Mm. I don't understand this desire you have to work past the time you said you're not going to. I don't, you know, they can't grasp that when you're not an entrepreneur. I don't get it. And so I've, I've had to force checks and balances into my life. Right. Like mm. all of my apps shut off at a certain time every day. And you can't get, I don't even know the password. My husband knows the password. So oh, I can't so do this you, to you myself again. Literally just <clears throat> shutting it down. Down come the gates. Yeah. Nice. I have to. I have to, or I will, I will 100. I've worked myself into the ER before. <clears throat> so I hit burnout one time. Mm. Um, lost vision. My migraine got so bad and hospital put me on bed rest for three weeks. And they were right. like, you've overworked. Your stress level is too high. So what in this current situation, in this current business with, with what you're building now, what's, what's still causing this to happen? What's still causing you to be able to, to have to get friends to call you and your husband to have the, the password to your phone? What is causing that? Um, okay. So we're going to get so deep. I think I've, I've always been a, a hardcore people pleaser, yeah. um, like hardcore. I have a terrible relationship with both of my parents mm. and, um, you know, and so I've, I've just always been a people please. I don't want anybody to be upset. I don't want confrontation. I want any of those things. And so for yeah. me, the idea of, you know, somebody being upset because, you know, maybe they, maybe they had an emergency and I, and I've really had to learn that again, like a lack of preparedness on somebody else's part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Mm. Now you said that word for word twice mm-hmm. already. Yep. So there is a, there is your coping mechanism. There is your principle. I'm like, I, I need to hold this dear. I need to keep repeating this to myself because this is the only way for me to digest this. So yeah. when you say this, do you, do you believe it? Sometimes. Part, oh, sometimes. That's, a, sometimes. that's a truthful answer. I love that. <laughs> okay. Talk about times when you don't believe it. What, what's, what's going on? What happens? You know, I, again, I think it just goes back to, I just don't, I don't like people to be upset. I don't like people to feel like I don't care. Yeah. That's hard for me. Cause I, I care about every single person that I work with. Right. And I, mm. and I feel like when I come into a business, I treat their business like it's my own because right? your success is contingent upon my success. Right. And so I don't like this failure. I'm a hardcore perfectionist. And so I don't like failure. I don't like, I I just, I don't enjoy confrontation. I don't want people to feel like I've neglected them. Um, and I feel feel like I'm also bad about boundaries with my clients. Like we become friends, you know, you're playing solopreneur bingo right now. The people pleasing over delivering undercharging perfectionism, work-life balance, all this stuff's coming. Right. Are we like tick, 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 tick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where was I going with this? So you don't like confrontation. You're a perfectionist. Uh, the people pleasing, the boundaries. You don't want people to feel like you've neglected them. Well, yeah. hold on to your hats. So you're on the Unforget Yourself show. Okay. There's one person you're neglecting in the whole of this. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Possibly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> my husband tells me all the time (laughs) so it's my therapist they both are like where where's lemon time in here in your day yeah so 
we when we take our clients through the same principle, it's looking at okay, what can you leverage? What can you solve? And what can you avoid and work around? You got three options. Not everything has or can be completely overcome and worked through, and it's no longer there. Fears, the, the fear of failure, the fear of I need this to work. That's going to show up at different levels in different ways. So yeah. you try to work out, hold on, let's not overcomplicate this. And the feeling I have with everything you've spoken about is how can we how can we leverage this? Because knowing yourself, fuck, that is the most important thing in the world. You know you. You know your traits. You've seen it in action. It's almost killed yeah. you. Yeah. In fact, everyone else has almost killed you as well. All right. <laughs> you know you. You know your traits. How can you flip that around to let them work for you? Oh, that's a good How can you question. start to treat you as a client? Another question. How can you flip the script, shift the perception, so that it does start to seek in, seep in, right? So that, that 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 affirmation doesn't quite land every time. I guess it's logically you get it, but emotions like I, I'm saying it, I get it, but fuck, I don't feel it. Is it <laughs> is it is it something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like that sometimes where I'm like, sometimes I'll get, I'll get the emergency text. Right. And I'm like, not listen, you didn't do the thing I asked you to do. So now this is the next week situation. Um, but then, yeah, there's other times I'm like, all right, let me, I know you have this thing coming on or you're counting on this thing. And so I'm like, I'll jump to go yeah. and, and, but yeah, it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my family. It doesn't serve anybody to show up like that. Yeah. And then what's what's the big picture for you? Why why are you putting yourself through all of this and now shifting and putting yourself through another version of this? What where are you going? What do you what do you truly want? Yeah. So we um so my husband, he my God love that man. That man works like 60 plus hours a week. And he he used to be home when I had the agency. He was home after he got out of the military. Mm. And um he just wants to like come home and go to school and like woodwork. He had a woodworking business. It was well, it was great. And so I'm like, I just want the freedom for him to be able to do the thing that he loved right after he, he's worked so hard. Um, and then also be able to really like pour into my family. Yeah. And that's the theme of this, this maybe episode is the pressure, the pressure yeah. of that coming in. Does that make this easier, harder, exciting, Both. scary? All of it, right? So, and it's interesting because <laughs> my husband and I talk about this all the time. It's, he's, he's like, am I putting the pressure on you? And I'm like, no, self-inflicted. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that to yourself? And I'm like, well, because I love you and I love the kids so much. And I, you know, I want these things for us. And so mm. he's like, so you're intentionally killing yourself when nobody asked you to. And I'm like, yep, yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. That, 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 let, let me pause on that. What you just said there, that doesn't make any sense. Welcome to the world of being an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur <laughs> or a CEO trying to exit, that doesn't make any sense. What I'm doing, how I'm doing it, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, that doesn't make any sense. No, I think that might be a root of so, so much. So hold space for that. Well put. I don't know else, who else needed to hear that, but 
whatever you're going through, if that doesn't make any sense, pause. Hold on. <laughs> What's going on? I love that. Hey, Lemon, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for digging into behind the scenes as you go through this amazing, scary, exciting transition, right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I don't know. I'm going to wait till I text him after this. Be like, so we just talked about all my self-inflicted pressure and how it makes no sense. <laughs> And he'd be like, exactly, it's what I've been saying for 20 years, right? Yeah, he's like, I've been saying this our whole marriage. Where have you been? And like, yeah, but this British guy said this, and I get it now. So, like, oh, it, again, sometimes this is all it takes, just another perspective, or to hear it again in the right time, or who knows what it might be. There are so many categories, but it's fun trying to figure it out. And if we can't have fun with it, what's the fucking point, right? What is the point? If we're not enjoying it, what is the point? Beautiful. Nice. Lemon, hey, look, if people want to find out more, more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? If you go anywhere on social media and type in lemon price, you will find me. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. You'll get the price of lemons at like your local grocery store. So you got <laughs> go to the, go to social and you'll find me everywhere. Awesome. Well, everyone go check it out. But again, Lemon, thank you so, so much. It's been, it's been so much fun breaking this down with you. Thank you, Mark, for having me. This was fun. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>